1: Hey guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. It is, of course, Grand Final Week, so I thought I'd go through some of my favourite content. You guys need to be following this Instagram page, The Messenger Rugby League. So, The Messenger RL, one of my favourite pages on Instagram. Uh, We've got a lot of merch coming your way and stuff next season, that a lot of it has been designed by him. He has done a brilliant job. A lot of our Winfield Cup sort of themes done by him, an absolute genius. I absolutely love the work that he does, and his content is top shelf. If you are an old-school rugby league fan like me, you love the 90s, early 2000s, you will absolutely love this page. I'm not sure if anyone else uh, has a better just natural understanding of rugby league and where it's come from. Uh, Sensational stuff. Go and have a look at his page. But he did upload a post uh, in the week of the 2022 Grand Final last year, going through the top 10 Grand Finals, 1998 to 2021. Now, I actually missed this content last year. I had a look at it the other day, just the Open Page just see what it was, and I and I missed it last year. So I'm gonna do a live reaction to it and go through. So it's the top 10 NRL grand finals. So it's not moments, it's grand finals. And obviously, there's a million different ways that you could look at this and how it's been done. So I'm gonna give my live reaction. I'll give you I'll read you the caption because it shits me to no end when you put together a list and people do not read the caption and understand what it's about. So earlier this final series, we asked you for your favorite grand finals, and these are the top ten. We've limited the list to the NRL era. Then in brackets it says, sorry, Knights fans, we know that 97 was epic. Another apology to West Tigers fans for excluding 2005, but you'll always have Benji's flick in your heart. So I would say uh, the Tigers 05 probably didn't get a feature and people blew up off the back of it. I I actually, off the top of my head, I don't have a huge problem with the Tigers grand final not being there, to be honest with you. So we'll see how we go. Maybe it was forgotten, I'm not too sure. Uh, But we'll go through the top 10 moments. This is on the Messenger RL. Please go check him out on Instagram. Absolutely unreal content. The aesthetics are off its fucking head. And even this opening page, which you'll see one of these on Instagram as well, Unreal stuff. All right, let's have a look. Number ten, the two thousand and two grand final, with the New Zealand Warriors and the Sydney Roosters. The Chooks winning that one, 30 points to eight. I'm going to read you out the little caption here for each one. The list begin with Brad. The list begins with Brad Fittler's defining moment in the Club Arena, and Richard Villasanti's too. The Mad Butcher snaffled tickets for thousands of Kiwis at the southern end of the stadium, while even more East fans witnessed a drought-breaking title at the other. And this one's a really interesting game. Of course, the scoreline, 30 points to eight, you you sort of think, hold on, how much of a good game could that have been? But you've got to remember, you know, it was a very, very tight game, 8-6 at one point, Stacey Jones. I think if the Warriors would have won this grand final, I think it goes down as probably the greatest individual trial we've ever seen. I think, sorry, in a grand final. I think Stacey Jones and Cody Walker both scored unbelievable individual tries in grand finals, but because they didn't win, they're not really part of folklore, of course. Mentioned there was Richard Villasanti's hit on, Brad Fitler split his head open after he faked uh faked a long field kick, charged down, came through, and then he absolutely torpedoed him. And you just saw Adrian Morley, Kalis, Fitzgibbon, Ricketts, and all these guys go, okay. You want to go for our 5-8, we're going to absolutely fucking pummel you into the ground. And it's one of the most dominant performances in the second half from a team I've ever seen. Their forward pack just went absolutely ham. And Brad Fitler came up with some very, very big plays in this game. Put Craig Wing over with a lovely little short ball. Put in a perfect grubber for Chris Flunnery to score as well. Some unreal moments from Brad Fitler, And even in the first half, some big rampaging runs. So 2002, a very, very good shout. 2021... A more recent one, the Penrith Panthers, 14 over the South Sydney Rabbitohs, 12. Last year's grand final earns a chapter in the history books as the first NRL decider outside Sydney. Exactly where it ends up will depend on whether it represents the dawn of a Penrith dynasty. Aren't those words Haunting. Now, of course, uh, this was from last year. So when it says last year's grand final, that means 2021. And wow, at the moment, if the Panthers win on Sunday, it will look back at the 2021 grand final and go, hey, that was the beginning of a dynasty. I didn't even realize that when I said it, that Cody Walker's try was in this game. So the first two moments, I think, have two of the best individual tries ever scored in grand finals on losing sides, Stacey Jones and Cody Walker. An unreal grand final. Of course, that one, remembered for one, Nathan Cleary's, well, probably one, one, Stephen Crichton's intercept, and two, uh, Nathan Cleary in his kicking game. He obviously took home a Clive Churchill medal that night. Two very, very good grand finals to start the top 10. Number 18, a recent one as well, 2019. The Sydney Roosters 14 over the Canberra Raiders 8. A tidal wave of lime green milk was halted by that Roosters trainer. That six again call and that Latrell Mitchell offload to set up James Tedesco's decisive try. What a moment it was. I was lucky enough to be out there. Obviously a controversial decision and whatnot. Personally I think the better team won on the day. I've always said that. Uh, you know after that the Canberra's they had to defend a set of six with the Roosters coming out of their own end. They weren't able to. Uh, Boyd Cordner he wins that tackle. One on one with Joey LaLua he wins the tackle elbows and knees and the Roosters straight away identify, hey, there's an intra-momentum. We can start a tidal wave off the back of this. Down the short side, Latrell Mitchell, right-hand fend, switches the ball to his left hand, flicks it out to Daniel Tupu. He throws the ball inside for, at that point in time, the best player in the world, James Tedesco, to score the match-winning try for the Sydney Roosters there. An unbelievable grand final 2019. The atmosphere out there that night was electric. Uh, I was about to say an all-Sydney grand final, but it obviously wasn't. The Canberra Raiders from Canberra, the ACT, uh, but the, the Raiders fans are That night, that that Viking club, that was like very few special things I've ever witnessed or uh, featured in in my life. It was incredible. So shout out to the Raiders fans. A heartbreaking night for you. The Roosters winning that competition and their second premiership in a row. Also a historic night. Obviously, the first team to do it since the Brisbane Broncos of the early 90s. Let's move to moment number seven. And what a game this was. Good God. 2001. The Parramatta Eels 24, the Newcastle Knights 30. What a game. This was an absolute roller coaster. This list had to include at least one blowout. Kind of. The first half ambush executed by Billy Peden and Ben Kennedy effectively wrapped up Newcastle's second premiership by half time before Parramatta kept their end up after the restart. Vintage Joey. Vintage Brian Smith. Oh, scathing little shot at Brian Smith there, obviously uh, a fucking merchant of losing grand finals, unfortunately. But yeah, I mentioned Ben Kennedy and Billy Peden, two of the absolute heroes in this grand final. I think we constantly uh, are looking back at you know the performance of Andrew Johns in this game and how good he was. And look, there's no doubt whatsoever he was tremendous. Uh, But I think we also need to appreciate just how good, in particular, Ben Kennedy was. He was fucking fantastic. Uh, And then, of course, Billy Peden, the veteran in that side he was unreal in that game as well obviously that Parramatta Eels side they're probably the most dominant dominant team to ever play in a series in a season without winning it uh, they're unbelievable breaking records left right and center the red hot favorites going into that game there's an old story that Joey tells that he goes into the grand final breakfast Newcastle boys are loose they're ready to go he looks over Brad Brian Smith Jason Taylor in the Eels side and they're like planks of wood and Joey sort of goes We'll be okay here. We'll be sweet. And then Joey goes on to put on an absolute masterclass. All right, let's roll it into moment number six, the uh, grand final number six, I should say, 2016. Melbourne Storm 12, the Cronulla Sharks 14. A bash-em-up drought-breaker like the two deciders before it, Cronulla's seesawing victory was sealed by a big fella crashing through the middle, something out of a 1980s grand final rather than the mid-2010s. And Andrew Fafita, what a moment it was. I still think to this day it is one of the most important tries in rugby league history. I think it's... Right up there to win the Cronulla Sharks' first ever premiership—unbelievable stuff! And look, obviously it was a big moment. But you know what? It's probably not as remembered as much as it should be, simply because he didn't win the Clive Churchill. I thought Fafita was the best player on the field in that game, uh, but there was a lot, of, a lot of politics that went into it. I didn't think Luke Lewis was too far off, though. To be fair, he probably would have been my number two pick. But I did think that Fafita was the guy that broke it open. The thing that stands out for me from this grand final I was also lucky enough to be there for this one. And when, when I got to sit down the next day and watch the replay, I remember being. Out out there, and watching that last play unfold, Melbourne Storm, they make a break down the right, they come down the left, they ended up back on the right-hand side, and I just remember thinking when I was out there, that might have been the most desperate defensive set I've ever fucking seen, and then I got to watch it uh, on the screen the next day, and you know, as was pointed out by, by a lot of people at the time, but there was at one point you could see all 13 players for the Cronulla Sharks just on the normal shot of the TV screen. So they were all, you could throw a blanket over them because they were so desperate to make that last play work. And that's the that, that's the Mick Ennis, that's the James Maloney, that's the Paul Gallon, the Wade Graham in these guys. They just had that fight about them. Uh, a sensational grand final, unbelievable scenes. Obviously the Sharkies win their first and only premiership unbelievable stuff. I was so happy uh, to be able to be there and to beat the Melbourne Storm. Uh, just unbelievable stuff. I, I think there is a little bit that the Broncos can take from that Sharky side. You hear the boy, the, those Sharkies boys talk about whenever they played Melbourne, people showed them too much respect and they just showed them none. They just treated them like they were just any other fucking team and they did whatever they wanted to. You remember uh, Mick Ennis pushing Cameron Smith in the back of the head at one point, you know, r- r- rubbing his head after a penalty or whatever. People blew up. But that was the attitude the Sharkies have and I think the Broncos need to have that same sort of attitude going up against this Penrith side because I think too many guys, too many teams treat them with too much respect at times and they sure as fuck don't give it back to you let's move to moment 5 what a grand final this was this was was this the first ever grand final I attended I think it was 2003 in the pissing rain some unbelievable moments in this game the Penrith Panthers 18 over the Sydney Roosters 6 deserves a spot both for the aesthetics white versus black in the driving rain the contest a brutal display of defensive steel the narrative the underdog Panthers reversing the previous year's wooden spoon reversing the previous year's wooden spoon and the moments Pritis Rooney and Sattler. An unbelievable game, this one. Uh, one that I will never forget. Another one I'm so glad that I was there for. Standout moments. Obviously, Scotty Sattler. He made that huge tackle that will go down in rugby league folklore. Todd Skinny Byrne down the sideline. The fastest Coogee Wombat of all time. Run down by Scotty Sattler. Tremendous stuff. Even the play leading up to it. You see the pass that Freddie fo- throws to Todd Burn off the ground. Unbelievable. Uh, but for me, the thing that I always remember about this game was Luke Prittis. As I've said to you guys a number of times on this podcast, I think it is the best individual performance by a player ever in a grand final. It was in the pissing fucking rain. Luke Prittis, he absolutely tore the roosters to shreds. Made a big line break at one point. Set up a try for Luke Rooney. He then scored one himself, I think, just before halftime. And then in the second half... Takes the ball. They're all expecting a right-hand shift. He goes down the short side. Big cutout ball. They picked out Chrissy Walker during the week, that he was a guy that always floated in defensively and in the pissing rain to throw that pass. Honestly, Luke Prittus makes it look so easy, but it was pouring that night. Very tough conditions. Lands it on the chest of Luke Rooney for his second try. An incredible grand final. Some very, very key moments throughout that one. Uh, but for me, I'll always remember it uh, for the obviously the Scott Sutl attacker, but the the performance of Luke Prittus. I don't know. It's one of those moments that I'm so glad I was there for and I don't think we talk about it enough. All right, let's move to moment number four, the 2014 Grand Final. We talk about drought breakers a few times already. What about this one? South Sydney, 30 points to six. Very similar to the 2002 Grand Final where the Roosters won 30 points to eight over the New Zealand Warriors. This game was actually very, very close. It was in the balance at halftime. Canterbury was playing some good footy. I remember Tony Williams was having a good game. Josh Reynolds was having a blinder as well. And then in the second, and half, the class of the South Sydney Rabbitohs just rose to another level. I'll read it to you now. Mirroring John Sattler's bravery in South's previous premiership, Sam Burgess ensured history repeated when the Bunnies claimed this historic triumph. A tense tussle between two Sydney behemoths. And yeah, two very, very proud and very famous Sydney clubs with the greatest fan bases you could ever ask for, South Sydney and the Canterbury Bulldogs. This clash had absolutely everything, even from the opening Four seconds, Sam Burgess uh, breaks his face on the head of James Graham and then, of course, goes on to play the entire game. Courageous stuff, as they just said in the post, mirroring John Sattler's bravery. Incredible stuff. But then for me came the moment that I will simply never forget. Um, it, it's a bit of a weird play. There's, there's you know, offloads and whatnot. They ended up getting the ball uh, to Greg Inglis, and he just chimed through. And as soon as he got the ball, you just knew no one was ever going to stop him. He slid in, and then he had that moment. And the other thing I love is that the Handery players understood the moment, despite their disappointment. They didn't jump on GI. They didn't jump on him late. They allowed him to do his thing, and he just slid straight into the Goanna. And it's one of the greatest moments I've ever seen in rugby league. I'm so happy I was there for that moment. I'm obviously not a South Sydney fan, but I grew up in South Sydney with a lot of mates that are Bunnies fans and whatnot. And just the emotion around the stadium that night was unbelievable. And to think that for three grand finals in a row, we saw the South Sydney Rabbitohs end their, their drought the next year. We saw the Cowboys win their first premiership. I'm sure we'll talk about that soon. And then the one that we just mentioned before, the Sharkies winning their first premiership as well. Uh, Just unbelievable scenes over those three years. Let's move to moment number three, the 2004 grand final. I was at this one and this was off its head, this grand final. The Sydney Roosters, 13. The Canterbury Bulldogs, 16. So much to talk about in this game. I'll read it out to you. Another heavyweight clash and a fitting finale to the Roosters 2002-04 trilogy of excellent deciders. The grinding hostile affair was illuminated by flashes of brilliance from Fitler and Brent Sherwin and ultimately settled by Andrew Ryan's last gasp. Try saver Willie Mason obviously got the Clive Churchill medal in this game. He was enormous. Uh, back then it was unheard of for guys to run 250 odd metres and he did it that night. Pretty impressive stuff. Uh, but other moments in that game. Honestly, it's probably my favourite try of all time. As you guys know Brad Fittler when I was growing up he was my favourite player so I was at this game for Freddie's last one uh, and the try that he set up in this game was absolutely off its head. Uh, he gets the ball down the, he's sort of, he's on the right hand side of the sticks but he gets it going to the open side, gets the ball, looks out to the left and does a screw kick off the inside of his left foot kicks it back over the head of the markers and Chrissy Walker comes through to catch it on the full to score Uh, I think it was a damp night that night as well from memory I just remember watching that kick just going oh my god He has made that look so easy. What is so difficult, he's made it look so easy. I still haven't really seen another player put in a kick like that. Brad Fittler did it in his last game at like 33 years old in a grand final. Incredible stuff. The try scorer there, Chrissy Walker, uh, obviously a guy, you know, in attack, fantastic. Defensively, always had his troubles, but he's always spoken about how when they've got the ball, he wanted to be involved and everything, and he absolutely nailed his line there that he ran. Brent Sherwin had a blinder, a couple of very impressive tries, Set a few up for Matty Utai, but the big one come when he put Hazem El Masri over. Turned it under, turned it under, dropped it to Hazem. Uh, and it's a moment there that I think uh, Shannon Hegarty will always regret in his life. If you watch that try that El Masri scored. They're sort of tussling with him. A lot of Roosters fans to this day will tell you it was held up, but there's a moment there where he's tussling at the top, and you see Shannon Hegarty standing over the top, and he starts to clap as if, well done, boys, we held him up. Then he has one final lunge and gets the ball down, and it's one moment that I'm sure will haunt uh, Shannon Hegarty for the rest of his life, unfortunately. It was just a moment that I'll never forget. I was, we were pretty close to it when it happened, and I just remember going, what are you doing? Just get on the ball. Just jump on it. The play is not dead. And, of course, the Roosters going to win. In that grand final. They kicked a field goal just on half time. The old saying is get it when you can instead of when you need it. They went up in at, I think in that grand final 13 points to stick at, ha- at half time. halftime, lost that one 16 to 13. The Roosters had an incredible record that year of leading at halftime and not losing. And the Bulldogs uh, they managed to break it open that night. And Andrew Ryan made an incredible tackle on Mick Crocker uh, to win the game at the back end because I think it was uh I think it was I think it was Minichello that was on his inside, and if he got one on one with the fullback, Minnie was about to score one of the great grand final tries of all time, but Bobcat, he had the final laugh. All right, let's move to 1999 moment number two. Melbourne 20, the St George, Illawarra Dragons 18. What a bizarre grand final this was. Two pretty new franchises going ahead, head-to-head, incredible stuff. A meeting of rugby leagues, old world and new. A relic of the Super League War, a classic thriller. The brand new Olympic Stadium hosted a first-year merger, battling a second-year expansion club, and witnessed a glorious second-half comeback crowned by the greatest by the goriest refereeing drama wasn't greatest, it was goriest. Ah, uh, yes, wow. Can't, you can't really talk about this grand final without the big decision that came at the end—the penalty try, of course. Unbelievable stuff. But, you know, we won't focus on that too heavily. Some of the performances in this game. This was Craig Fitzgibbon's first grand final. He scored a try in this one. He went on to score a try in the next grand final. Missed 0 1, then scored in 0 2 as well. Obviously, Brett Camorley, though, he scored. Sorry, he was the Clive Churchill medalist in this game. He was tremendous. He also had a hand in one of my favourite tries ever. He chips over the top, and Nathan Blacklock comes flying from the back. Collects it on the fall, not on the fall, on the first bounce on the half volley, and goes through untouched to score an amazing try. But the the players that I love here, Breckham Hawley, he obviously won the Clive Churchill Medal. Almost died then. And I think at times we forget just how much of a good footla- footballer BK was. I'm so glad that he had this moment. Glenn Lazarus left the Brisbane Broncos, went down there after winning premierships with the Broncos, with the Raiders, came down to the Melbourne Storm. I mean, it sounds so normal now that the Melbourne Storm was successful, but, but back then they just stood no chance of being relevant, let alone successful, for him to win it there. And I thought another guy in that grand final that was fantastic, Tawira Nikau. His second half was absolutely off its head. I thought he was very unlucky not to win the club. Clive in that game. And another guy that I think in rugby league history we sort of underappreciate just how good he was. But the player that I'll always remember for that grand final is definitely Brett Morley Shout out to Marcus By as well. Absolute champion. Alright, let's move to moment number one as selected by the messenger. I think when we we're at moment number 10, you probably could have picked moment one. But as they all started to fall over, all the greats, we've been left with one and it is of course the 2015 grand final. I was lucky enough to be at this one as well. The Brisbane Broncos 16, the Cowboys, 17. What a game this was. Some unbelievable efforts. I'll read it to you now. Hands hands down, no argument. Michael Morgan, Kyle Felt, Jonathan Thurston. You know the script. The all-Queensland grand final clearly deserves top spot. Can't wait to see the decider that knocks it off its perch. And, yeah, I don't know if this will ever be beaten. If it is, my God, we're in for one hell of a grand final, and I am praying for praying that Sunday brings us a new number one. Wouldn't that be amazing? These two teams... Jesus, they've they've got the pedigree to be able to do it. I'm not going to lie. They've got the pedigree to be able to do it. But this grand final, it just had it all. Obviously, Cole Felt came in, like, not only scoring the try, but he came up with some big plays in the set of six before that, some huge plays to get the ball back for them, did some tremendous stuff. But Michael Morgan, I've said it before, I think it is the biggest moment in rugby league history to do that in a grand final like that to get your team to extra time. You get it when you're standing still, nothing on. Just unbelievable scenes. Simply incredible from Michael Morgan. I'm so glad he had that moment before he had to retire uh, prematurely. And then, of course, we go to extra time, and it comes probably my least favourite moment in rugby league history, Ben Hunt dropping that ball. It's haunted Betty Hunt ever since. I think people have been very unfair on Ben Hunt. I think people often forget that the Brisbane Broncos of 2015, they're not even in the ballpark of a grand final, let alone a final series if it wasn't for Ben Hunt. Cops, a lot of blame from that. I don't think he deserves it. And hopefully, for you Brisbane Broncos faithful, some of that can be buried this Sunday and move on to another premiership to add to the list but then of course comes the moment and it's the moment that I think
0: a lot can happen in the next three years like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend but what won't change needing health insurance United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times
1: Will turn Jonathan Thurston into a mortal. I think that if he what if he didn't have this moment, you couldn't possibly nominate Thurston as an immortal. I think that similar to like Nathan Cleary, for example, he's gonna he's got all the premierships, but he needs to dominate Origin. Uh, JT had already dominated Origin and was one of the greats there. But then he had this moment at Club Lamb where he took his Cowboys to a premiership and had this big moment. I don't actually think he had the greatest game. I thought he had a pretty poor game, to be honest with you. But when the moment came, he definitely iced it. And it's moments that elevate you as great rugby league league players and this was JT's if you didn't have this premiership in this moment all you're looking at in club land is a heap of very good seasons Dalian medals um, and a grand final you know 12 years before this or whatever it might be, where he came off the bench for the Canterbury. It wasn't his team. It wasn't his grand final. This Cowboys one, though, it 100% was JT's team and his moment. I was so glad to be there for it. I was sitting on the exact angle to watch the conversion from the sideline that hit the post, and I was lucky enough to still be there during extra time to watch him hit the field goal. Shout-out to the Messenger Rugby League. Please, guys, go and check him out on Instagram, the Messenger RL. Quality, quality content. I absolutely love it. If you're a rugby league nerd like me, just trust me on this one. Go and give him a follow. He will absolutely blow you away with his content. I am a huge, huge fan.
0: Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim?